I'm sure a lot of you out there, when you, when things go really well, you're waiting for the other shoe to drop. The devil, the evil, the demons, they feed off anxiety. And the anxiety is something that's been, it's a lie, which has been instilled into you from previous trauma. I'm, I'm human too. You know, I have rough weeks. I have rough emotional weeks. I have rough mental weeks. And uh, this was one of them. The deals with depression and anxiety and who has been in an abusive relationship, they can recognize these things. You can see that in somebody else. Iron sharpens iron, but man sharpens man. This is Men in Your Life, unapologetically human. Here are your hosts, Dan and Brady. What's up, man? Nothing. Why is this music playing? What was the hesitation for? Um, because when I when when I came back into the into the stream, it it, it sounds like I'm in like an Abercrombie and Fitch store. Well, I mean that's kind of fitting considering that we're uh, in remote locations. Yes, this is this is Brady coming to you from a undisclosed location. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to another episode of Men in Your Life, Unapologetically Human. Human? Hoinkin' Men? Do you want to try that again? No. I like it. No. Okay. No. No. I'm Brady. I'm Dan. It's Brady. I'm Dan. <laughs> it's been a few it's weeks, a man. It's, uh... And this week has well, been longer most yeah and i mean we normally do these on sundays but uh um we ended up both having to travel for work and we, we did. weren't able to do it on sunday but somehow the i guess the stars have aligned and it's allowed us to um do it now basically oh i feel like the stars align anytime i get to see your beautiful face <laughs> stupid uh, <laughs> oh man yeah no we we both had to travel um you know it, it's different it is i mean you you've never had you've never had to travel for work either right no never this would be the first time that uh i'd ever have to travel for work and it's been different to say the least i'm not um like i don't know man it's it's been it's been different and it's been different because we had a lot of shit happen leading up to me leaving and uh mm -hmm. that made it a little bit more difficult and sure. you know but sure. my travel my trip was is cut short not cut short but a lot shorter than yours i mean i get to go home tomorrow <laughs> and well I'm, you I'm get to go home, home for well you get to go home tomorrow but you're going right back out on the road I am. I am. I have to travel again next week. Um, I, I'll be spending weekends at home, but I'm traveling for a few weeks. Yeah. Um, doing, yeah not that hard to do the math. I tra I'm traveling for four out of five weeks, uh, straight weeks. Yeah. So it's 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 a little rough. Um, I've never had a uh, had a job that I've had to travel. Um, you 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 traveled because you know we we needed some help in in, in a different location and. Um, I, I tra I'm traveling because it's it's part of my job. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, it's part it's, of my job too. Different. It is it is part of your job, and I shouldn't but say it like that. But but it's, it's very different. different. It's very different. Um, 
What and uh, I mean, uh, as everybody knows, we we never state who we work for, and, and there's reasons for this. And um, just know that you know th this this does show <laughs> this does show, however, um, how much we really enjoy our work because they they were able to peel us away from our families. I mean, you your little one is um, damn near a year. Yeah, eleven months old today. Today, today, I saw that. Today. That's beautiful. Um, she's got. Yeah, I know. I know. She's she's big baby. I like it, to call it her never, little. It, uh huh. No, please finish that. <laughs> uh, I like to call her my little heathen. Yes, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Well, she does take after daddy. Because her her mother is a <laughs> because her mother is a saint. And a princess, and well, I'm sorry, her mother's a queen now. Um, she, you know, because now you have a princess. I mean, why? Yes. Why the queen ended up with the jester? I'm not entirely sure, but um, you're you're sassy today. I a little bit. I, you know, uh, we, we were just Tired. talking before the <laughs> we were just talking before the uh, before recording. Um, I had uh, I had originally uh, intended on going to get something to eat before we recorded, and um, that didn't happen. Um, I was apparently more tired than I thought I was, and I passed out. I shit. I I don't blame you. This I've had a long week. I have. Yeah, and I think uh, last week. Um, and maybe like the week before that was, I think a lot of stuff for the both of us led up to not really kind of wanting to go on this trip. It wasn't that we didn't want to go. I think it was just additional, additional well, things that, uh, you know. if you remember, I, I wasn't, this wasn't part of the original plan. This, this trip right. that I'm on right now, um, there was just some things going on and, um, in one of the one of the areas that I am overseeing, and uh, unfortunately, I, I had to do I had to do some stuff this week that um, my least favorite part of the job. I, I had to let let somebody go. Um, I've had to. Um, I think this is the largest amount of people I've had to write up in about a two day period. Um, it's, it wasn't pleasant. It wasn't. And let me tell you something. It's, it's not only is it different, um, traveling for work, but it's different to having to do that because just I'm drained. I am. I'm yeah. not going to lie to you, brother. I am. It's, I'm exhausted and, and I haven't done a lot of physical work this trip, but mentally I'm fried. Yeah, I, I get that. I mean, this, you got put in a situation that not a lot of people want to get put in, but uh, I feel like you are the, I feel like you would be the, the right person to handle that situation. If that makes sense. You know what I mean? Thank you. Yeah. It's not, I mean, it's I, not I, easy. That's not an easy job to do what you were doing. And that wasn't even part of the original thing, you know, but it wasn't, um, it wasn't. Know, I think, I think you're the right person to do it. Uh, if that helps at all. Oh, thank you. <laughs> but I mean, I, I know mean, before that, like before you left, we we went over some things during the week leading up to it, and like um, I had 
uh, my brother's birthday. Then I had my birthday. Yeah. And then we found out that my aunt passed away. And then, you know what I mean? And then find out that uh, my uncle um, went into urgent care and his, like, his uh, salt level was at zero. So his kidneys were like shutting down on him. Oh. And it's been it's been a mess. So, so anybody watching or anybody listening, enjoy. Yeah. Oh, oh, that's sweet. Um, yeah. Thanks. Bye. But you know, and, and all the funny thing is, is I don't think a lot of people really think about this. Is you know, beforehand until it actually happens, a lot of people don't seem to seem to think or about the fact that emo when you get bombarded like that emotionally and mentally, it is almost more exhausting. Than, than you know, working a twelve-hour shift in a in, in you know a train yard or something. It's 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 just tired. It's it's exhausting, and there's no there's no just oh sleep to recover because when you sleep, it's still there. I, I think actually doing stuff like this for me it makes it worse because when you're doing physically and mentally like draining work at you know what I used to do. Uh, that shit, it would drain you physically, it would drain you mentally. And then when all the other stuff would happen, you didn't have any capacity to deal with it at that point. So it would be like, oh, oh, okay. Well, I'm going to go to sleep because I got to wake up at four o'clock in the morning and go back <laughs> to work for another like 12 hour shift. You know what I mean? Like there was no, yeah. there's no room there to, to have to worry about any of that stuff. So now that my life is a little bit slower work-wise, not, not at home, but mm. like work-wise, when you have stuff like this happen, there's more space for all that shit to like come into. And then you really are thinking about it because I mean, let's, let's like, let's, I mean, let's be honest. Like my job is simple, but I'm glued to this and I'm glued to a computer all day long, essentially. Yeah. emails phone calls text messages and it's not mentally draining or anything like that you know because for a few hours i won't hear from anybody and you know with you being on the west coast and me being on the east coast most of the stuff i need to get done will be done before you guys even get to work because of the time change yes so sometimes i'm literally sitting there going well, I have questions, but I can't ask them because no one is at work right now. So you kind of just sit there and you do little things to take your mind off. Of, but that that's when you, you know, you have all that open space now. You have all like that open field mm -hmm. and you can't, there's no way to fill the gap really. I mean, what do you, what, I mean, you know, like to, with what we do without saying what we do. I mean, there's only so much you can do. You know what I mean? I mean, to, we manage people. I mean, I mean, we yeah. can we can definitely say that we manage people, um, and and it is hard. It is it's hard to because, and I, I think you put it perfectly. I mean, there's just more gap to fill, and we don't have the filler, so we actually <laughs> we actually have to practice what we preach and deal with our shit. Uh, so um, instead of just bury ourselves at work and you know just uh, just put our head down and and, and push through, we we can't just put our head down and push through it anymore because there's like you said there's more space there's more shit and not only I mean, only not only like our shit then you got a home shit to worry about oh yeah and then oh, you yeah. got and then you got your, and your thank people. god we're like, married then you got your people shit to worry about yeah yeah 
I mean, yeah, they, they, I mean, I, I know your wife's not thrilled about you having to travel. And I mean, my wife's not thrilled about me having to travel either, but you know, they put up with it because that's, you know, we, we had to do it for work. And, and of course that also, you know, <laughs> I don't, I'm sure you're the same way. It kind of makes, made me feel like shit. Um, especially with, you know, I, we, we've got two kids, you know, four and, and my son's birthday is this weekend. Um, so like I've been gone all week. Um, I'm going back home. My son's birthday is this weekend. He'll he's turning eight. My my wife's had to deal with both both kids by herself, which um, I hope we still have duct tape left when I get home. <laughs> um, <laughs> but you um, but you'll be home for that though, at least. Right? I will. I will. Yeah. So there um, there's the silver lining to that. There was no yeah. There was no ifs ands or buts. If I if I I, I told my boss that. Um, you know, if I had to, that I wasn't going to miss my son's birthday. I mean, that's plain and simple. Um, what did he say? Oh, are you kidding me? My boss is awesome. He's all, of course, we would never ask you to miss your son's birthday. I mean, that's what, that's, I love this company. I wish I could share with the world where I work because this company is amazing. You, you, um, you're talking about BU, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not going to, I'm not yeah. going to say his name, but from yeah. the small conversations that I've had with him, he's a fantastic person. He is. He truly is. Yeah. And um, so it does. Uh, and I do have to say it does alleviate some of, well, it alleviates some of the stress that could be just dumped on me for traveling, knowing that the company I work for and the boss that I have is as, you know, family oriented as, as, yeah. as they are. Yeah. Um, for those of you who don't know or who are new to this, we um, we're a, a podcast that talks heavily with uh, about men's mental health, but we uh, just kind of generalize mental health, you know, with our conversations. And um, what we decided to do this year was go live every time we did a pod, uh, did a recording. We would we would go live on Twitch. Um, so there's some people that have. Um, you know, followed us from the beginning and there's going to be some new people. So if anybody ever is in here and ever has questions, um, feel free to, to ask. And um, generally what we do is we just have open conversations about things and um, we're not, we don't really go topic based. What we end up doing is just kind of talking and, and then we find a topic. <laughs> we kind of find our stride and we go from there. So um, pretty much, wanna, I mean, I it's very wanna, free, yeah. free form, I think is what they call it. Yeah. Yeah, I want to just put that out there because uh, there's people out there that don't know. Now they know, you know, and uh, I wanted to bring something up with you because it, it, this added part of your trip. Yes. Would you say fell would fall under the umbrella of laziness and entitlement? due to for other people um i think there was an aspect of that with with some of with with some of the people that report to me um but uh, i think it was a combination of that and the fact that they had no oversight for so long so they so they they got know, complacent they got complacent and they started to pull some shit that they shouldn't have been doing and um i really just kind of I, I needed to shake them a little bit and let them know no no i mean i'm watching i'm paying attention 
And I, and you know, I'm just because I may not live in the same state as you guys um, work doesn't mean I don't know what's going on because I mean, you and I discussed it before I left. I told you what I thought was going on and sure as shit. That's what was going on. That's exactly what was going on. <laughs> um, you know, since I think since I started, you've been uh, privy to some some things that I've had going on with where, where mm-hmm. I work and um, some of the issues that I've had with some of the people. But I feel like I feel like we've had this conversation before in private, maybe not on the on the podcast before. But if we did, we didn't hit the topic very hard, but. Um, I feel like, I feel like in today's world and today's society, there's just this over, like, there's like this, it's, it's like a, like a bad, like sitcom where it just gets like the same joke gets overplayed, 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 where you see just this like laziness and content and like entitlement from people who at first show a lot of promise of working hard or be like being a hard worker, being a good person. And then somewhere the, like the switch just flips. I don't know. I've never been, at least as as I can remember, I've never been like that. And I don't know what happens to somebody like mentally, like to get there. Like, I don't know if that's a, if that's a them thing, if that's a, you know, they got something going on in their life, but it's kind of hilarious to me when you have somebody who will sit there and, you know, puff their chest out and tote themselves as being this like almighty person or an employee or whatever. And then, you know, three minutes later, they turn around and do the complete opposite Mm -hmm. and they're okay with that. I don't, I don't understand that. I think I, and and I, and I see that too. And I feel like that's probably the worst aspect of it is they're they're I mean they're fine with it and and for just for the record out there I mean I know I've complained about the current generation and stuff like that but this is intergenerational you you'll find you'll find this in people that you know in their forties and you'll find this in people in their twenties um, it's not it's not age related necessarily I mean I do feel like it's a little stronger with the younger generation. Um, but I, I feel like that has a lot to do with the, the instant gratification and trophies for everybody, which is a whole, that's a whole episode right there. Um, but I find it, I honestly, I find it not just with the young people. I find it more often in like the older generations, like the, the, like the Mm -hmm. forties, fifties, sixties, like, I, I don't know what happened, but at some point I feel like. I feel like people in our age bracket suddenly became the voice of reason. And I don't oh, know. That's how a frightening thought. And I, I don't, I don't want to be the voice of reason for anybody. <laughs> I'm not the person to go to for that shit. But I but think it's a generational I, situation there, Dan. I mean, that's but I don't, every, every generation goes through that as they get older, all of a sudden they're at that age where, you know, every, there's always that, that air of wisdom of the older people. And, you know, we get to that age and people are looking at us like we like we have that wisdom and we're looking at them like you have no idea what you're talking about. But <laughs> now it's like but now it's like you have the the generation of wisdom who sound exactly like 
the people that are younger than us. Well, yeah. You know, they might be complaining about two different things, but they're complaining on the same level. They're still, yes. there's like the, the older generation will be talking about something and then they'll come off as hypocrites and then the younger people will do it and they'll come off as hypocrites. And you sit there and you're just like, you're the same fucking people. Y'all are complaining well, about the same shit. Well, yeah. Um, and, and I understand that, but I mean, to play a little bit of devil's advocate, because this is something that we enjoy doing in this podcast is playing devil's advocate with each other is you have to understand something. Some of the older generation, I'm, you know, depending on what chart you look at, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm either, you know, the, one of the oldest or no, one of the youngest Gen Xers or one of the oldest millennials, which, um, no, but the problem is, is like the, the, my generation, nobody gave a shit. Nobody did. Mm. Um, I mean, we were latchkey kids. We were, you know, we, we, we were kind of there to fend for ourselves. And now we're looking at this, this generation now, the Gen Zers, um, even the millennials, the generation directly after me, which I mean, sorry, Dan, but you're part of, um, but <laughs> we're looking at them and, you know, they have, they're, they're bringing up all these, you know, issues that they have with the world and people are listening. I mean, they're wrong. <laughs> I mean, that's just my opinion. I mean, not on not with everything, but, you know, they, they do nitpick and, you know, they're complaining about these things, but people are listening. And now, like, the older generation, Gen, Gen X, or even the older generation of the of, uh, so, older generational side of the millennials, I mean... We're like, wait a minute, nobody, nobody listened to us like that. So now we, I almost feel like there's, there's a pocket within these, these older generations like ours that they, they're like, well, I mean, if they're going to start listening to them now, maybe I can start piping up. Maybe I can start, you know, then maybe they'll start listening to me because I've been saying this forever, but nobody's ever listened. But now these kids are saying the same thing, maybe in a different tone of voice. And so I'm going to hop in. I'm going to jump into that pool and and see see if I can float. Yeah, but I, I mean, mean, like, let's 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 look at like. Uh, okay, here's a good example. The company that we work for uh, has a for some reason a really difficult time retaining employees in some locations, and yes. some of that some of that is you know fail failed drug tests and stuff like that, which is it's fine. It's that's not my business, whatever. But one would also come to assume that um, if you need a job bad enough, you'd fucking put the weed down long enough to get one, right? Yes. See, and that, I, that, I mean, and that, I, I don't, and I've done that. I have. I, I, I mean, I've I've needed a job so bad, and I mean, it, there's no, it's no secret. I've I used to be, you know, heavy into that kind of scene. I mean, I used to work at a cannabis shop. Um, yeah. But. I mean, for me, it was all of a sudden I'm have I have a family, and I and so I quit because I needed I needed to get my big kid pants on and go find a job with benefits and a better pay and do all these things because I had the I had that I had these added responsibilities that I didn't have before. Yeah, but you see, like here's I I don't know why I've had such a hard problem like a hard time with this and why it really bothered maybe it shouldn't bother me but lately i found myself getting like i get upset with people and maybe it's 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 me because i need to just get the fuck off social media because it's not good for me but i'll find these people where 
uh, they'll you know like talk shit about like a kid doing something like sports related, right? And then be like, oh, that'll be great. Like she'll make you know sixty thousand dollars a year in the WNBA in about twenty years. Be like, okay, that's I get what you're saying. Like that's funny. You know, the joke is that they don't make that much money and that nobody cares about the WNBA. Like I get that, but it's not like it's not funny. Like it's not funny anymore. Because like, and then if you think about it, if you really want to, if you really want to break it down, let's just let's just say for shits and giggles, this little let's say this this girl makes it to the WNBA, right? Let's say it's more than sixty k, but let's just use sixty k as a, as, a, uh, as a starting point. Say she makes sixty k. Okay, say she makes 60K. She's going to make 60K. She's going to have travel paid for. She's going to have her hotels paid for. She's mm-hmm. going to have food paid for. She's going to have a private trainer. You're going to get free fucking gear, right? You're going to get shoes. You're going to get training equipment. You're going to get sponsorships, endorsements. In reality, she's going to make a lot more money than that, right? And if I 10 out of 10 times, if you go back and you look at this person's like profile that's talking shit about this kid, this guy sells like fucking health insurance at Geico sitting behind his desk for like $17 an hour. I'm like, you're not upset with her. You're upset with the life choices that you've made because you can elevate your life. And this person is on a fast track of elevating theirs. Like that's the shit that bothers me. Like that's the shit that pisses me well, off. Yeah, but, <laughs> but we brought that up a few, uh, a few episodes ago, Dan. I mean, we, we have the problem and you're right. I mean, uh, Hey, uh, I know it's going to surprise everybody, but I'm going to get on a little bit on my soapbox about social media again. But um, and for those of you new that that may be watching, maybe listening, um, yeah, that's one of my favorite my favorite things to do. But like I said, you you're not you now you're comparing yourself to this person way over there. When before social media, you had to compare yourself to the to the person next to you. And when you compared yourself to the person next to you, generally speaking, eh, they really, you know, better or worse, they were roughly, you know, roughly around your level. Right. Um, so let me ask you this then. Do you think, do you think that's a generational? Because look, if you look at it, if you look like people no. born between like, if you look, if you look at people, well, if you look at people who were born between like 77 and like 89, right? Sure. For the vast majority of it, we didn't grow up with any of this shit. No, like we didn't have. I mean, we didn't have the opportunity to talk shit about other people on social media. If you were going to talk shit about somebody, it was because you were at the basketball court and the dude sucked, or you didn't like the guy, or something like that, right? Like, so we we didn't have any of this. So you know, we grow up in that time period where we don't have Twitter, we don't have TikTok, we don't have Facebook, we don't have Instagram. We're not we're not all inclusive into what's going on. We got the news, but I mean, we're not watching that shit as kids, right? Or even in general. I mean, so when you look at that stuff and you look at the other shit that goes on in the world, and we don't talk about politics on here for a reason, no. right? But when yeah. you look at a lot of the shit that's going on today, that's all of it is just in your face 24/7. And there's a well, reason I think why people in that previous year span, right? Why people just got along and didn't give a fuck about what was going on in the world. It's because we didn't have stupid ass shit like this all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, think about it. Think about this. Um, back in the day, and, and, you know, I love that phrase, but back in the day, the news was on at what? Five. 
six. It was like what, like four, five, six, and seven, or something yeah. like that. Yeah, it was. I mean, you had news for two to four hours, depending on where you were at. I mean, it how was many channels typically you had when somebody to? would come when you would come home from a normal day's work, essentially. Now think about this. Now we are in a twenty-four hour news cycle. Mm-hmm. It's always in your face. And that's not just news. I mean, and I mean, a lot of it's the easiest to say we're in a 24 hour news cycle. It's not just news. That is everything on the outside of our world, of our little, you know, of of really before all this came about, um, we didn't pay that that close of attention to. Now it's in your face all the time. And now Do you think and I and I firmly believe that that has has affected the mental health. Of, uh, of the last two generations, maybe three. That's what then, I was actually, I, that's what I was going to, I was asking, I was going to ask you, do you think it, do you think it's really, uh, we talk about how things were different back then and, you know, it's okay to do some stuff now or it's okay to do things now when you're talking about mental health and it really wasn't back then, but is it more so impactful now in a negative way because we have all this stuff where you have the 24-hour news cycle you have social media you have the influencers telling you what you should and shouldn't do and and all these things like i feel like and to be honest at some point we i think as society stopped thinking for ourselves and we started paying put more weight on what other people were saying than what we would do on our own well, think about like, it. The, vast majority, the vast majority of the people out there, they don't want to make all the all the decisions all day. They don't want right. to. So it's really I mean, and say what you want. But I mean, it's really kind of one of those one of those cop outs where you're not. But I, I don't think people put two and two together and, and got four. Yeah, they they're allowing themselves these social media influences. They're allowing allowing themselves to be influenced by social media. Um, but they forget that their mental health is is tied to the to how they how they view the world right how they view and and now that we've expanded we've gone from you know this small local community world i mean i've i i knew people in washington when i lived in alaska um i knew you know but but i wasn't able to keep up with them all the time i mean sure i could you know, grab the phone off the wall. Yes, people, we used to have phones on our walls. Ring, yeah. Ring. Oh, I used to. Yeah, we used to have one of those too. Uh, but, <laughs> but it's. Um, but now it's so instant. It's so our world has gone from this this close knit little bubble to good, bad, or indifferent to a whole continent, or it's, you know, it's, or just the whole planet. And it it's adds, like a, it adds to your to, to the stress put on your mental health. It's like the instant gratification, whether it's negative Oof. or whatever, it's good, yeah. bad, or ugly. It's the instant gratification, and I think oh, with yeah. that, and I think with that has bred society of laziness, and not just laziness in, and I'm not just saying like work related, but I'm talking about like personal laziness. You know, mm-hmm. we get lazy with ourselves. We get lazy with work. We get lazy at home. We get lazy. We get lazy our, with our, our mental health. In our mental health, we get lazy in our relationships. We get lazy. Mm-hmm. We just get lazy. We get content. And you know, 
there was this, I don't know if you're familiar with this, uh, Denzel Washington had this quote, and I'm paraphrasing it because I broke it, I shortened it up a little bit. It said, uh, without commitment, you'll never start, and without consistency, you'll never finish. And yeah. I don't know if you see that anymore today. Like, it's a you rare do. trait. I think it's a rare trait today. It is. To see that in people, I mean, if you if you go into into your job, you know, whoever, wherever, whatever you do, whatever, whoever's listening, whatever you do, and you go into your job and say you got ten people sitting in your office working, how many of those people are actually giving you a hundred percent? And not just because they're having a bad day. How many of them are actually consistently giving you a hundred percent? Now that that factors in having a bad day, you know, maybe something's going on in their life or whatever, you know, and that happens, right? At least once a week, you're going to have one of those days, but we're talking consistent day after day, after day, after day, after day. And you look at somebody and you can see, and you ask yourself, when's the last time that person is actually giving you a hundred percent? Now I, I have a question though. When now I would want to ask that person, when have you felt like, giving a hundred percent is it has been as beneficial to you as you as as you would like you know what i mean not as whether it be pay or whatever like that is um okay i'm gonna give you a hundred percent but nobody gives a crap nobody cares if i give a hundred percent so instead of giving a hundred percent i'm gonna give you know on average 70. Because 70, I can get by. And that that's, the, I feel like that's what your laziness. Now, I have a question about that, though. About but is that okay? About, no. Not, but because to me, to me, to me, that, to me, that strikes it as a character issue. You is. know, you have the ability to go 100%, but you're just choosing not to. And I'm not saying, yes, there's facts. Do you feel like it's more now? Yes. Do you feel, do you feel like it's more now, or do you feel like that because of, our ability to see, to peer into the lives of people, you know, thousands of miles away or people that we don't know, it makes it seem more prevalent because we are connected by, no, the, by I, everything. I think, I think it's more now because, and I'm going to go back to this. It's that, uh, the entitlement and the, you know, self gratification, because if you think about it, how many videos have you seen now of people where and good for them, right? They're standing up for like a pay raise, right? You know, it's like, hey, oh, you know, you don't, only don't you pay me this quitting right now, man, because that is what <laughs> what I I ever since what? that quiet kidding, quiet quitting movement came about, it's I quiet mean quitting. I it oh no, I'm not talking quiet? about that. Oh okay. no, no, but I'm not talking but, about that. I'm talking about okay. like where you would see you would see like there's a good example where um this guy has a like zoom call with his boss and mm -hmm. you know he asks like hey you know like you 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 know led me to believe that I was getting a raise and a bonus this year. What happened? And she began to talk about his production of I've work that went to go down, right? And he basically he laid out the facts, right? And that's mm -hmm how you do that right and i'm not saying i'm not calling that's the right way to do it because what he did was he provided a hundred percent effort for like two years and like you said it wasn't it wasn't seen right but then at that moment it's when it switches in your head and you go all right that's fine now i need to do something different for them to take notice because obviously a hundred percent isn't happening 
So I'm going to back it down a little bit and see what happens. And that's what they took notice of. So then when he came back and was like, "Mm, actually, in fact, here's my sales numbers. I've actually increased and I've actually gone beyond what you wanted me to do. They didn't have any way to, to come back to that. And then what did he end up doing? They said no. And he said, all right, that's fine. I'm done. I quit. Which is essentially yeah, I, what I did at the oil depot. I mean, I've, now I've, that's I've different. Kinda, I want to say I've heard that video. Um, yeah. But I do have to say uh, he did everything right except for one thing. Threw it out into the world for the world to see. Yeah. If if one of my employees um, recorded me and took and and honestly, I don't know what was because, uh, like I said, I know I, I want to say I know which which video that because it went viral for a while mm-hmm. um, that you're talking about. And um, if one of my employees recorded me and just basically took that recording and well, look at me, I'm being treated unfairly. Well, there was, there's more behind that. There has to be. I'm sure there probably was. I mean, that's, that's the whole thing. Like you, we get these little 30 second snip and I'm using just, you know, as far as size, but we get these 30 second snippets of somebody's entire day. And we think we understand them. I mean, sure. We've been through that. I've been through that. I mean, I mean, Anybody that's worked in the restaurant industry knows how, uh, uh, you know, unimportant you are to everybody else when you're behind that line. You know, I I can't count how many times that as a skilled person in the kitchen, um, I knew my the servers that worked with me made more money than I did. But I'm sweating and bleeding and, you know, slicing my fingers and burning myself. And, you know, I'm making sure that their food goes out correctly and on time so they get the money. I mean, that that's frustrating. But a lot of people would have looked at me and been like, well, you're a chef. You make a lot of money. Well, no, I don't. I mean, granted, it's it's guaranteed because I got paid by the hour or salary or whatever position I was in. And servers, yeah, they can have rough nights. But on the grand scheme, they made more money than I did. The vast majority of the servers that I made. That, and, and it frustrated me. It did. So where but do you? I didn't. Do you I didn't put that out. Then? You don't. You don't put right. that out uh, there in the world and say, "Oh, you know, look at me, cry for me." And I'm sorry, but that's that's how I viewed that video. Yes, good for you. You laid out the facts. You you told them what ha- what went on and how you felt about the situation, and they didn't react in the way that you wanted to. So you made that decision to quit. Good for you. But why? So- why do the rest of us have to have to know that? So Why say, do the rest, say you, the rest of us have to experience that with you when that's so say really you remove, a private thing. So say you remove the video aspect of it, right? Say okay. it's just a situation that you've been in, okay? Mm-hmm. Where At that point, where do you draw the line between standing up for yourself and and somebody just being lazy, not wanting to do work? Because, I mean, let's, let's be honest, like lazy people – do little work when they th- and think that they should be winning. Like lazy people do little work and think they deserve these big pay raises at the end. Somebody will royally uh, fuck up three, four or five times and then think that they deserve X, Y, and Z at the end. Right. And I'm not talking about just in work. It, it's the same thing with, with our relationships and who we are as people. Right. It's just like what I said before was, um, when people make these new year's resolutions, it's like, why wait until the new year to try to better yourself? Let's just do it now. Like, why are we waiting? Let's not, let's not be lazy about it. Right. Um, 
where i mean like where do you where where do you draw the line between being lazy and standing up for what you think is right i don't think anybody's got a universal answer that for that i don't think i mean mean, that's the whole thing i think i firmly believe that's situational so if you look at it from a mental health standpoint how do we expect to get better if we're just going to be lazy about it? Like, well, I finally okay. went. So, so the so, question well, I me, have me... is, okay, you think it's lazy, but what if they don't? I can't. I can't make that judgment for them. I can only but just judge are. it by what I yeah. see. But the, but, but I can I can only judge you it. You are making that judgment. You are. But I can make that judgment by, based on what I see, though, is what I'm saying. If you if you come in day in and day out and do little to nothing for six weeks, I'm just going to assume that you're being lazy. If you don't do anything, then I'm going to okay. assume you're being lazy. If you sit there and talk about an issue and don't now, take is care this of like it, the, I'm going to assume you're lazy. Is this like the okay? So, say you got this employee just like the the, the gentleman in the in the video that we that we just just briefly referenced. Um, Say he, you know, his boss viewed him as lazy. You know, yeah, he he was all gung ho and and ready to go for for the last year, and then over the last the the previous over the immediate year. So he's been there for two years. That first year, he was gung ho. He was kicking ass and taking names, and he was a great employee. And you were really looking forward to seeing what the following year was gonna was gonna entail. And and that following year, he he decided that he was worth more than than the company that he works for. What, thought he was so he got lazy that doesn't make sense though dan i mean but that's what i'm something saying. usually so... happens something i mean you you you're that's, calling it but lazy, that's what but i said what before. if what if his mental health that's the what if what if it was his mental health what if it was his physical health what if what yeah, if there was something going on that you didn't know about but all you're saying is he's being lazy could be. I mean, but how many times? That, how many times have you been in a situation where you've looked at somebody and they were being lazy? Well, I, I, what do you mean? Because I mean, I've seen a lot of lazy people. What? See, okay, then. So then, how do you know that those people? That, but that's what I'm getting at, though, because you being where we are in managing people, you can tell the difference between if somebody's being lazy or if somebody is just having a bad day, right? When you work around somebody long enough, you you can tell that you can get the signs, right? You can kind of figure it out. When you go oh, and yeah. ask somebody, but when you go, like if you go and ask somebody to complete a task like X, Y, and Z, right? And they go, now nah, I'm not going to do that. And they just walk away. Now, d- d- yeah. <laughs> See, that, no that, that's what I, yeah. that's what I'm that's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm getting at, right? Okay. Like being lazy could be uh, throwing trash on the countertop and not throwing it in the trash can, right? That's that's just being lazy, right? But uh, if that's when lazy, we sit I'm here and talk periodically, me too, right? I mean, we're, we're all <laughs> fucking lazy about shit. We are. We're, we're talking about we're talking about things that matter because what I'm finding out is if we start to become complacent and lazy about a lot of the little stuff we do in life, we're not going to take the big things seriously. 
elaborate on that. So, like, think about when when you used to like as a kid. Did your parents ever make you like like make your bed in the morning? They tried. Right. We never did it. Right. No. But there was those times <laughs> that when you did, there was those times that you did without them ever asking, and you had this kind of sense of production and like achievement kind of come through you for a second, right? Mm-hmm. Then that's what I'm talking about is when we when you start doing the little things like that, whether instead of just putting your trash on the table, putting it in the trash can, which we all fucking do, or leaving the cabinet doors open. We all fucking do that shit, right? I don't do that. You're short. I'm tall. I can't leave the cabinet door open because <sighs> it hurts. <sighs> but when we do when we do stuff like that, when it comes to something more serious down the line we end up just doing the bare minimum to get by. We don't do everything that we can to get by. I was, I finally went and I finally went to the fucking doctor, right? Yeah. I was going to bring that up later, but (laughs) 11, 11 fucking years, 11 fucking years too late. I went to the doctor. You know what it ended me with? I got to do two sets of x-rays on both shoulders. I got to do an x-ray on my back. They want to send me to a cardiologist to look at my heart because of all the fucking spasms and shit that I was having for the last seven years. And then they want to send do x-rays on my knee to look and see if I've like got deteriorating cartilage and ligaments and shit. And then they want to send me for an MRI for my head. And then they had me prescribed for like five fucking medications. Five. Do you think all of this would have happened if I just took care of if I just took care of it fucking eleven years ago? See, and, and I, I don't know, but you know that's the difference between you and a lot of people is a lot of people would be like, "Well, why is this happening to me?" That's their first thought. Why is this happening to me? Well, you but that's the thing, though. Honestly, I knew damn. why it was happening. <laughs> I knew what I was, was going on. I just later, didn't want to yes. go. I know no, that's true. See. I wanted, I wanted it. I, I knew what was going on. I just didn't want to go because I didn't want to no. physically hear it. But guess what? By not doing that and not taking care of all that shit before, guess where it's left me to the point where it hurts to get up off the floor. My back is so fucked up every morning that I have to spend at least 20 minutes stretching just to try to loosen my fucking back out. I'm having a hard time trying to hang out with my daughter. I can't pick her up without sharp pains in my shoulder. Like these are things that. I looking back now, yeah, I should have taken care of, but I didn't. And now you're, you're kicking your own ass over stuff that sure you could sit there and dwell on it, but why? But just because just take care of it. Because it's shit that I should have taken care of a long time ago, which is what everybody has been saying. But my stubborn ass decided to just work through it, play through it, live through it, and just you know, you know, I this is what I decided to do with it. I decided to throw the fucking paper towel on the counter, not in the fucking trash can. Yeah. And the paper towels kept building up. Mm hmm. And then instead yeah. of having one paper towel, now I have a closet full of fucking dirty paper towels. And I opened that motherfucker well, and it trampled me. Well, and I mean, you you know how my week's been and you and you kind of you chewed my ass um, a little mm-hmm. bit um, because. As much shit as I give you about going to the doctor, uh, Dan, I haven't seen a doctor in years. Hey, I don't go to the doctor. I don't go to the doctor. I don't. Uh, 
But and so and yes, I am a hypocrite with that because Dan, honestly, I, I worry about your health sometimes, um, and I worry about mine. But I, I mean, not as not nearly as often. I mean, I'm serious. But um, I don't. If this was a '90s, if this was a '90s movie, I'd just grab a bottle of. I don't need anybody to fucking worry about me. God damn yeah. it. But you chewed my ass out earlier this week. Because, I chewed your you ass know, out because you're a workaholic. You said, that's why. Well, yeah, but how is that different, Dan? How it's is not that any different. What you did to yourself for the last. It's not. Years? Any, it's not any difference. That, that's the thing, though, is that, like, we. I think but we do this. Hold on. I think we do this. I, th- I think everybody does the same thing where you become normalized with all the shit that you have going on in your life that you start to become empathetic and worry more about other people than yourself because you don't want them to go through the same things that you did you know you also like, don't i'll want sit them to there focus on on be, they, you do, you see yourself in them yeah doing this they're doing the same shit you were yeah you don't want them to go through the same thing, but honestly, Dan, if you if we're really honest with ourselves, we also don't want them to see that in us. Yeah. Like so when I'm when I'm chewing out you them. out. <laughs> when I'm chewing you out about work, all I do is because here's the thing, though, is when I chew you out about work, it takes me back to when I was doing construction and working at the oil depot and all those fucking hours that I'd put into work just to try to make some overtime, right? But in the long run, it didn't get me anywhere. Like I lost time with myself and with family and friends by doing shit like that. Now I was working hard because I was trying to prove prove to myself that I could do it. I was trying to prove to people that I could do it. I was trying to just be a hard worker. I was trying, you know, that's all that was. But in the long run, none of that shit fucking mattered. In the end, it doesn't. In the end, it's really the only thing that matters. Nobody's is, gonna look at you at 60 years old and say, Hey, you remember when you were putting in 60 hours a week? Nobody, nobody's gonna matter. It's not gonna matter. No, but here's what you know what people will remember though, and this is for all facets of life, is you know what they are gonna remember is they're gonna remember the determination that you had, whether you were working or being a husband or being a father or being a friend or being a son. They're gonna remember those. That's what they're gonna remember. They are. Absolutely. But just like you said, being a father, being a son, being a parent or a, um, a, a husband, you're spreading yourself out and, and, and doing and saying, saying, you know, all these different things. When, when we were, when we were putting in those 60 hours and kicking our own ass and, you know, blood, sweat and tears. Um, that's not why we did it. It's not. No. I didn't I didn't break I didn't break almost fucking slice my leg off with a concrete saw because I wanted to be there. It happened because I had to be there so I wouldn't fucking go home and put a bullet in my head. You know what I mean? Like we those are the reasons see, why that's, yes. There's those, two see, reasons. People don't think about Look, those underlying reasons. Yeah, you could there are two say, reasons. Oh, that dude's busting his ass and he's making all this money. We're not but doing why? This money. But we're, why? we're doing it. There are, there's two fucking reasons why anybody would ever there's, do that. There's, there's two reasons. I'm gonna say two reasons. Two reasons. fucking reasons. 
two fucking reasons <laughs> why. Okay. <laughs> Two fucking reasons why people ever do that shit. They're either My doing it for family. Really you on this episode, by the way, I'm sure she will be. They're either <laughs> doing it for fa- they're either doing it for family or they're doing it because they're trying to run away from something. And honestly, 90 percent of us do it because we're trying to run away from something. And and or honestly, there's both. a there and honestly, there's a decent percentage of people that are trying to run away from something and they don't even know what they're trying to run away from. Yeah. And that's the hard part. That's the part. That's why we do this is because we know how it feels to be that, to be in that position, to be there and and be putting in 50, 60, 80 hours a week. And both of us have done that. Don't lie to me and tell me you haven't. But (laughs) no, I have. Because, yeah. And and we've done that because we're running from something and we don't want to see people do. I mean, it's it's exactly what you just said a couple minutes ago. We've done that. And this is, that's why we do this because we don't want to see people end up like us. I mean, Dan, we've talked about this before. We're really good at, at saying, you know, this is um, your mental health should come first. We are terrible at following our own advice. We really are. And that's because we don't, I do. I firmly, firmly believe this is. That's because we don't know how to live another way, because we've been doing right. this for so long. Right. But we can see it, but we don't know how to change it. We don't know how to change ourselves. So we're out here trying to better the people around us, trying to talk to the people around us. We. I. I had. I had a, a dear friend of mine. Um. um <laughs> just a couple of days ago, there previous significant other tried to kill themselves Mm. and i asked the one question i was like did you have any idea and they were like no no because you never do you it's it's a very true statement when people say it's the ones that you don't know about that are the most dangerous yeah, that are the most that will I mean, because people will I mean, I do believe that a lot of people that bring it up that that say, you know, they want to hurt themselves or say that, you know, they're going through they're they're crying out for help. They want somebody to listen. And honestly, they want to. to and I've seen the reactions because I've had friends that have had friends or had friends that have had siblings that are just like, you know what, you're just looking for attention. And stuff like that. And it's the ones that you that don't talk about it all the time that are probably the most dangerous. And it's this is this is why we do this because we don't want to see people go through this. And that's why when when stuff like that does happen and people go through this, it hurts because we've been there. And we we've 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 tried so hard to not necessarily shield ourselves from it, but we we try to do good things with this podcast. We do, but when stuff and and when stuff like that happens, it's like, well, what the hell am I doing this for? That's honestly that went through my head. Well, what the hell am I trying to bring focus to it for if I can't even help the the people that I know the best? It it makes me think about that uh, photo of uh, the dad walking through the ocean. With the sharks around oh, his ankles, holding his kid Ooh. up. And oh, I, I saw think I that used, first time and I cried. 
I think I used an analogy before where it was like, if you were walking across a bridge and you knew that the bridge broke, we would be the kind of people that would jump into the water to hold the bridge up so other people could cross, regardless how high the water came. We would rather choose to suffocate. We'd rather choose to suffocate and drown holding the bridge up for other people to walk across it so they wouldn't have to deal with it. Yeah. And I think that's that's why. And you forgot you forgot a key aspect of that meme. You said father, but you didn't. You, you, you didn't, where's the kid? It was on his shoulder. Oh, I said, I said it was on his shoulders. Oh, I didn't hear that part. Yeah, yeah. He's holding the kid on his shoulders. And I think they say, they say, I don't know if this is true. People that deal with high-functioning anxiety became, become more uh, aware of people that are going through uh, mental health crises where they're you you know, feel suicidal you or they're you know, they're more empathetic they can tune into those things like they can pick up on those subtle new nuances about somebody and mm-hmm. i i don't i'm not saying i have it i don't know if i do or not i mean shit that would be another doctor visit i guess i would have to go to but <laughs> but when there's you, no test for that you, <laughs> when you live through it when you live through it right and you survive and not only survive when you're able to pull yourself out of that you don't want other people to go through it. Whether you're taking care of yourself or not, the reason why we push so hard for other people, even if we don't take care of ourselves, is because sometimes we feel like it might be too late. Or when we do start, you feel like it's too late. So you try everything you can to make sure that those people don't go down the same road. You know, I was 11 years, I'm 11 years too late on going to the doctor, right? If I went to the doctor earlier, probably could have changed some stuff, but it is what it is. I, I made my choice. I made my decision. It is what it is. It was a stupid choice, right? Poor judgment on my part. But at the same time, all that shit that we were going through with the beating the shit out of your body, ignoring the pain, going through it, all that was just you supplementing or not you, sorry. It was just me supplementing. Okay, you, everybody, whatever, fuck it. It's us supplementing, trying to go get help while we just kind of deal with the pain. Well, yeah. I mean, like I said, Dan, how, how much did I rag on you? You need to go see a doctor about your shoulder. You? How about how my much, wife? How much? For years. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. You had people that were telling you, hey, you need it. But I mean, I'm, I'm just saying me. Um, I ragged on you for, for a while. I'm like, you need to go get go get yourself physically checked. And now you just found out I don't go to the doctor. I have a yeah. doctor. And now you're going to go to the doctor, motherfucker. But, but the whole thing is, is, and that's because I know, yeah, my body's not in the best shape. But here's and here's the way that not justifying it, but here's how you her I look at it is that I survived through it for that amount of time and that long that if I could do it for three, four, five years, what's one more year? You know what I mean? It, what's one more year? You know, it, think about it. And that's but that, that what's one more, one more year gets smaller. <laughs> yeah. But think about it. That's not just with physical shit. That's think about an alcoholic. Oh, it's one more beer, you know. Yeah. Or let's think about a drug addict. And what's what's one more needle? What's one more line? What's one more whatever? Right. 
Oh, yeah, I'll be fine. Don't worry about it. I can stop. What's one more going to do? Well, there, there, there it is. You said it. I can stop whenever I want. I mean, that's right. not just Isn't that that's the not, famous that's words. Not the of... favorite, that's not the favorite, just the favorite for drug addicts. It's also the favorite for people like us that are like, eh, what's one more knock to my knees? What's one more knock to my head? What's one more, mm -hmm. you know, all, or, you know, even what's one more knock to my emotional stability? Right. I've taken enough. I've taken enough of it over the years. I mean, I can take another one, but we yeah, can't. People, I mean, that was that was the one thing about my breakdown. My my complete. I mean, uh, um, it's no secret to anybody that that listens to this podcast. That's one thing about uh, my breakdown that I actually I'm happy I had the breakdown. It was miserable. It was something that I, I I hope I never have to deal with again, and I hope I never have to, you know, and nobody that I'm close to ever has to deal with themselves. But I realized that my my cup runneth over. I I couldn't. I got to that breaking point, and I'm glad I was able to. I, I'm. I, it was a good thing that I reached my limit. Because you? that told me I had limits. I needed to be more careful moving forward. You were around for probably uh, the most recent of uh, huge breakdowns that I had. And that was when I was yeah. working at the Asphalt Depot. And I was, I was texting you in the middle of it. Basically, you know, stating like... I be, and I told you straight up. I was like, look, I'm not, I'm not going to do anything dumb. But... This is what that feels like when you're on that line of just fuck it, man. Like I don't give a shit anymore, you know. And that was and, that was that hard. is a dangerous place to be. Yeah, and, and well, I mean, shit. Yeah, I mean, I've been there twice, and you know, came walked took the took the one step back that I needed to take a step back from that line. You know what I mean? But mm -hmm. um, being there twice, you know, it, it gets to the, you know. Even after that day, it took a couple weeks just to kind of try to get back from it. It's exhausting. Like I, it, it was, yeah, it's mentally, you know, it's like when you, like, you're crying about something, you it's know. It's not just mental, remember. it's physical, Dan. That, yeah, emotional, it, that emotional trial that you go through, it's not just exhausting mentally. I mean, physically, you can feel it. Yeah. And during, like, some of the darkest times of my life I, I didn't i just wanted to be left alone and i know people mm -hmm. say that like that's a cliche right but the only thing i wanted to be around was me in my head and that was it you know mm -hmm. i i've mentioned before i mentioned before that when i was uh like deep 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 in the hole and i mean like i dug a hole and then dug another hole and then dug another hole beside that hole and just kept digging and digging and digging it was because it became normal comfortable and mm -hmm. that was the scary part was that it became comfortable and i told you before that at that point i had basically normalized where the demons that i was going i was with you know that were with me they became more friends than my friends were at that point where i was okay with being in that that headspace because at that point that headspace was the only thing that was keeping me alive well, yeah, and and in that in that situation, it's the, it's the demons that you're talking to that are that are that you feel like are actually listening. Yeah. So you so you you so just like you said, you're you're already in a hole, and there's nobody else now. I have one question about that though. 
looking back, you had friends you could have turned to, didn't you? Or did you? Honestly, that's it. I mean, that's a valid question, Dan. Uh, I don't think so. Maybe okay. I did, and I just I just didn't see it because I mean I I've told I told you before when I after after my brother passed the people of who were my friends that came to that you know came over for the reception and stuff probably like two days later the the checkups of everything that disappeared that moved on and that's when I realized that like people really don't give a shit you know there's only a select few people that actually care there's a select few people that actually will care. And that's okay because you don't need to have the extra weight of everybody around you because all it's going to do is just make you think about stuff. You're going to worry, but you're going to hold yourself back. Right. And it's kind of like, uh, you know, like fucking rocket goes up and it shoots off all the fucking, uh, the fuel and shit and it releases mm -hmm. so it can go higher and higher. It's the same thing when you have your social group, right? So when you're going through something like that, why bother with the people that aren't going to check up on you? And it's not their fault. Again, I've said no, it before, it's not. I never brought it up with them. So I can't blame them for not checking up on me. If I never said, Hey man, like I'm not okay. But, but the, de but the demons spent time with you, didn't they? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Many, many nights for years. And they were, and, and, I did and such you a, know, yeah. And like you said before, where the people that you have to worry about are the ones that you don't know that anything's going on. People didn't have any idea, you know, and people had no clue because you would just throw a mask on and go. Oh, yeah. And it was, and God, didn't that get easy? It's still easy. It is. It is. I mean, because once you, once it you, is. I know, listen, I'm, I'm not trying it's to, true. you know, be no, you're right. No, you're right. It's when you when you become good at it, you don't lose it. No. Now no, the problem sure. with that though, the problem with that though is you got to learn that you don't need it anymore. Yeah, but it, but it's always there hanging in hanging in those dark recesses. It's always going to be there. Yeah. You know that's you, you always really that hear mask. those stories. Of, you always hear those stories about like an alcoholic will leave like a, a bottle of bourbon or like a six pack in their fridge and just leave it there. We'll never touch it. Right. And they're like, cause I'll look at it and I'll remember all the negative shit that went on in my life because of that, what I was doing to myself. And that was enough for me to be like, yeah, I don't need that anymore. Mm -hmm. So sometimes maybe, you know, letting that fucking mask hang is just a reminder of all the negative shit that went on before you don't need it anymore. You know, I never thought about it that way, but yeah, <laughs> honestly, that could be a, a heavy part of it, but it is always there. Mm -hmm. And it's, I mean, with this, this episode took a left turn and, and I'm glad it did. Don't get me wrong. I mean, we've, we've, we've gotten into some, some heavier topics than what we started at is, you know, but I mean, we, we, like I said, we we don't practice what we preach as much as we do. And um, Jetski, uh, I, I got to say, you know, as long as you're alive, you have a choice. That is, I mean, that's the quote of the episode right there. That's, I mean, it's true. Um, and that's why, that is why we do. But that's also why we're passionate about these things because we walked through the darkness and came out the other side and we don't want to see anybody else do it. But that darkness... When you're when when you go through that, when you push through that darkness, and you you know you have your breakdowns, or you know I mean in our cases, both of us, 
we've both attempted to, you know, end it. Um, and when you, that, that darkness, I don't know about you, but I feel like that darkness is still behind me somewhere. I'm just, mm -hmm. I'm not looking back to, to see how far away it is. And there are times where I get stressed or I get anxious. Um, how did, how did you, how did you put it? You, you, I mean, you just put the anxiety, um, not that long ago, or just a couple of minutes ago, you said something about anxiety that was, the, that was the, the hyper, people dealing with hypertension, anxiety, or whatever they can, yeah. or hyper, hyper uh, high tense anxiety, whatever the fuck I said was, uh, yeah, I can't, can, I can't, I mean, you put it perfectly and, and I, I'm kind of frustrated that I can't remember what you said, how you put it, but that's the whole thing. Like that anxiety for me is always there. Yeah. It's always there. And, 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 and you know, depending on the situation that I'm in at the moment, it depends on that, that, that does something to the level of anxiety. And yeah, you're right. We are. I mean, that's why we do this because we want to hold that bridge up. You know, another, another way to look at it too, is um, if you look at like uh, using like a sports analogy, right? If you, you know, yeah. If you look at, if you, let's, let's look, if you look at it this way, you know, if you have a quarterback, let's say you have an offensive line, great offensive line, right? That offensive line will allow that quarterback to be very comfortable and do things that he maybe not would not normally do. Right. Yeah. To have that confidence and know that you can do whatever you want. You're not going to get touched and you're going to make throws that you normally wouldn't throw and you're playing at a higher level. It's the same way if you look at it with the mental health is that 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 offensive line, that wall right there, that is that that's your support group. That's everything that you've decided to let go. That is what's pushing out everything. That defensive line, the defense, those are, that's the darkness. That's your demons that are trying to get to you. Right. When you can walk comfortably through all that. You don't need to run from it anymore. It doesn't matter if it's directly right side by side snapping at you like a wolf or if it's behind you trying to chase you down. It's it's not it it doesn't scare you anymore to where you feel like you have to run. You can walk with confidence because you're not going to turn around and go back to it. To an extent, yeah, I agree with that. I, I do. And I mean, for me. I'll be honest with you for me, because especially considering the years now, there were, there was a situation, there was the divorce and all that, and, you know, and the fact that I just completely lost passion for cooking and, and I just did not deal with my shit. That's why the last, my brat, my last breakdown happened. Um, there were outside influences, but at the same time, it terrifies me that after 13 years for, since my last, uh, since, since the last, not 13 years now, but 13 years when I, had my last breakdown 13 years before that was my last attempt at trying to kill myself 13 years i thought i had my shit together and i and i didn't and it and it does every now and then like especially when i'm exhausted mentally physically um it it scares me a little bit that you know after 13 years of being semi-normal um i I could go back to that dark place. I, I mean, I was the, that breakdown was was there, and I it was just it was just one step away from me trying to kill myself again. It was one step away from me trying to attempt it, but that breakdown stopped me because I recognized where I was. 
but I still, to this day, when I'm exhausted, I will, I, I, if I'm, if I'm emotionally just drained, it scares me because I'm like, am I going to break down again? It's usually when it happens to most of those, because you're so freaking tired that you just can't deal with it anymore. Yeah. You don't have the, you don't have the mental capacity. You don't have the strength to deal with it anymore. That offensive line is taking a nap because they deserve it. That offensive line just turned into the commander's offensive line. You're going to get sacked 15 times a day. <laughs> the Commodores? Um, but, but no, and, and we, we, we laugh and joke, but that's, I mean, that's where that's, I don't say, I, I can't say that I constantly live in fear because I've, I've got a pretty good life. I've got a beautiful wife she, who treats me probably better than she should. Um, two wonderful children. I've got a great support group. A great close knit, you know. I've I've only got a few friends, but damn it, they're friends. Um, I my family and I, well, my parents and I um, get along really well. Um, all that stuff, but you know, even then, you know, you you still got that. I don't know about you, but I've I've still got that voice in the back of my head, like don't let it go, don't don't let yourself go too far mentally. Yeah. Yeah. So. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, but that's, I, I mean, that's I, but I also feel, but I also feel like this does kind of tie into, you know, the original, you know, your original talking point is, you know, you're talking about laziness and stuff like that. But what, I mean, you have to dig deeper. You can't just look at the surface. I mean, yeah, generationally, we could, or I mean, like I said, that's a whole episode. Um, but, generationally speaking yeah there are some differences and, and you could definitely you could definitely make some assumptions about people with you know generationally um and and they're understandable assumptions they, they're not always right but they're understandable assumptions and but you have to ask yourself are they being lazy is there or or is it is there something going on And I feel like this. The, I mean, you you look at the you look at the statistics. This current generation has more quote unquote has more mental problems than previous generations. Don't necessarily think that's that's accurate. I don't know. If that's entirely true. I I feel like maybe it's more accepted. Yeah, it's also more in your face now because of due to social media. And I mean, and uh, it's funny because I sit here and I talk crap about social media, but I mean, we're we're doing a podcast on Twitch, uh, so so I mean, you know, the hypocrite abounds. Um, but the the fact is, is our mental health is a constant job. It is. And the funny thing is, is like you said, you know, we do, and I love that analogy. I mean, I've, I've got to, I mean, we've got to somehow factor that into, you know, this year's uh, something for this, the, the this podcast, because, you know, uh, me and you holding up the bridge, um, but the water's up to about here <laughs> and we got no problem. You're just it. going. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, no, I'm but, fine. Yeah. Don't worry about it. Yeah, just, you I'm know, good. take your time. You're good. You're good. Don't worry about it. But that's, you know. You made a good point, though, because you're talking about, like, the mental health being, like, a full-time job. That in itself is fucking daunting. It is. 
because you got to because you, you have a full time job and then you have a full time job at home. So you're, you have a full time job at your job. Then you have a full time job at home and then you have a full time job. One. I've got two children and a wife. I feel like I have two full time jobs. So do you. So does okay. so then you got you got full time job at job. Then you have full time job at home, which is being a father and a husband. So then you have a full-time job of trying to take care of your own shit. What do you think is going to be the first one that you cut away from in order to take care of the other shit? What do you mean? Like the one I'm going to like take the first? time. Yeah. Yeah. Well, no, I mean, okay. So 24 hours a day and you've got, you've got four jobs, but each of these jobs take, takes eight hours. So there's 32 hours. You have an eight hour differential here. What are you going to peel away from? You're going to peel away from your mental health because, yeah, because I'm saying, I mean, I'm at least for me, me, yeah, at least for me. And I know for because you, it, well, I'm, you still, and I are I'm still alike. standing. Yeah. I'm, I'm still standing I'm still and, I'm standing and I'm still breathing and I still got blood exactly. pumping and, and you know what? I'm all right for right now. Am I? So, Maybe not, but I can convince myself that I am for the sole purpose of being able to take care of what I need to take care of at home and be present. Because let's be mm -hmm. honest, you and I will both agree with this, and I know that this doesn't sit with everybody. But if we had to choose, we're going to choose to be present for the people at home before we choose to be present for ourselves. Oh, yeah. Every day, twice on Sunday. If I had to choose, I'm going to choose being present there. And people, you know, you're going to get that. Well, you can't have that. You have to carry yourself first before you take care of everybody else. I I get that. I understand that. But here's I, the thing. I though. agree in the podcast, but in my life. <laughs> I, I understand what you're saying. But what I'm going to say is that I'm comfortable where I'm at right now to know that if I give any more to myself, which means I'm going to be taking from them and I'm not going to take from them. I'm going to give them everything I have left. So I'll take care of me when I drive my 45 minutes to work or when I sit in two hours of traffic on the way home, that's when I'm going to take care of me. When I have 10 minutes of quietness in my, in my building, that's when I'll start to take care of me, you know? Yeah. And that's true. I mean, you so, and I, yeah, you and I are both. Change this, we should change this to the uh, men in your life uh, unapologetically hypocritic. But uh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> we no, that's that's already our name. We just short shortened hypocrite to human because honestly, we're all hypocrites in some, some kind yeah. of way. Um, mm -hmm. But but you're, I mean, and you're exactly right. You know, we 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 feel like we we're at the point where we can put more focus on those that are closest and to us those, those that we care the most about um because and and that is a very telling phrase because you nodded your head a little bit on that when i said you know those we care the most about because we don't care the most about ourselves we care the most mm -hmm. about our wives we care the most about our children and honestly we care the most about those people that are the closest to us even our friends and and you know but we put ourselves on the back burner to do this yeah. To make this podcast, you have to have some, you have to be a little bit crazy. Um, no, <laughs> you have to be. You got to have some shit going on with you exactly. to keep this shit running for two years. Exactly. And we're, but, there's no short list of things that are pro that are wrong. But oh, you no. see, and here, and here, here's how all this is going to wrap into this, right? We talk about how 
we're going to put all fourth of that towards what matters, which is our family, right? Mm-hmm. But we can't take care of our family without taking care of what we need to take care of at work. <laughs> That's what we keep telling ourselves. But really, I mean, we've proven we've proven otherwise. If you really want to look at it, we've pro- or at least let me rephrase that: we've convinced ourselves that we've proven otherwise. May I, maybe I don't know. I know that I know that if if I know that if I don't do the best that I can do or offer as much as I can while I'm working, I'm not going to feel like I've done enough to give to my family. Yeah. Does that make sense? And that, and for me, that goes, but see, for me, it's different because, and maybe you're right from before, maybe I'm just judging people the wrong way because for me, like we talked about, there's the two reasons was you're either doing it for family or you're doing it because you're running from something. So to me, putting in 60, 75 hours, a, you know, a week at work doing that shit or putting in, you know, 18 hours a day working and stuff like that. When I don't see other people even putting in 20% of that effort is when it starts to bother me a little bit because these are people that also have families and yeah, you're right. They might be going through some other stuff, but in my mind, I'm going, and again, maybe, and again, maybe it's just me, maybe it's just us, but in my mind, I'm going, what is going on in our lives that is more important than making sure that our family is okay. And that includes me, but I'm not, that's, But that's but that's the whole thing, Dad. Dad, Dad. Uh, that's the whole thing, Dan. <laughs> not Dan. Oh, okay. nope, now, no, now right? I'm, I'm no. I'm not going to be a part of this. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Let me change no, my name whole, real that's... quick to Daddy. <laughs> Don't do that. <laughs> well, this no? episode just went off the rails. Okay. That's um, anyway. You were no, saying, I mean, but that's but that's the whole thing, Dan. I mean. For me and you, that's normal. You know, we put we put those people ahead of us, which causes us to, you know, put the work in, which causes us to put that effort in, which is exactly just like you said. You don't understand why other people don't do that. That doesn't necessarily mean they're wrong, Dan. Yeah, that's true. But what it does, um, you know, but what it does, though, it pisses me off because it's a reflection of me as a manager or managing of people to me it puts a reflection and that's the hard part that i have is to let that go and it's because the way i see it is this is this is my space here and these are the people that are working within my space and if somebody is not pulling their weight then it's a reflection on me but it's not dan that's the thing and that that's and that's uh, a hard part and, and let me tell you, you know, something I learned many years ago as a manager. Um, you are, as a manager, it is your job to get the best out of your people. Sometimes, uh, but okay, so it's your job to get the best out of people. I mean, but they have to be willing to give it to you. Yeah. Yeah, you, you can coax it out as much as possible. And honestly, what you're getting out of even the slack asses, is i mean that's that's their hundred percent for you and you can't take that personally you can't you can't let that defeat you yeah and i think that's that's the part that i have a hard time with because i come from a previous job where you couldn't afford 
to take a moment off. Because if you did, you could have a you could have a, a huge disaster at your hands, right? You could get hurt, you could get killed, you could, you know what I mean? So for me, I think it's just a different mindset. And I've had a it hard is. time releasing the fact that I don't work in that field anymore. But it's hard to take me out of it because up here I still have the same mentality. And no. that's why it's difficult. That's why it's is difficult. that is that your problem or theirs though, Dan? That's mine. I mean, and not to be not not. <laughs> it's mine, but because I run them, it's theirs. But God damn it, it's theirs too. <laughs> no, but that's why that's why I've slowly that's why lately I've just kind of like I've just backed off of it because I'm like I can't, can't do like there's nothing you else. Can't I can expect do. everybody to to work as hard as you did. You can't. We, yes, me can. and you, no, you can't. Me and you are a rare breed. As I don't yes, like I saying that because it makes me feel like, oh, yeah, no, we're badasses. We're not. But you and I have that work ethic. You and I have that mentality that this is what we need to do. Well, Dan, honestly, other people, as much as they may not, doing, may not be doing things at the same level as us, that's what they feel they need to do. Yeah, I guess so. To to them, it is the same level. Yeah, but it also is not um, shocking if you like look at somebody's resume who works <laughs> no. like that and they have like fifteen different jobs within like a year. You know what I mean? And that's, no, that's kind of like that's... there's kind of a reason why you've job hopped. Yes. Yeah, and there's yeah. a reason why, you know, you're probably but not, not going to get what you want. Well, that and I mean, so they job hop, but there's and you say there's a reason. Have you made any attempt to try to figure out that reason? Yeah, lazy. <laughs> I mean, is it lazy or are they just not getting getting satisfaction or fulfillment of, out of what they do? No, and if that's maybe. the case, I mean, I'm not saying that it's your job to make sure that they feel satisfied. In what they do it's your job honestly i feel like as a manager and this has turned into an employment um episode which great but uh, <laughs> i feel like as a manager it's also your responsibility that if you have people that um that have no desire to give you what you need from them in order to accomplish your goals maybe it's time to move on yeah and, and i try help to them, uh, help them achieve their goals i mean there, I saw I, I saw this little uh, uh, video, this little reel earlier today from a guy that said, you know, and I don't know who he is. Um, that, I mean, he was he was talking like he was successful. I don't know, but um, he said, you know, the first person I ever fired from my company, um, I told them that they weren't, you know, they, it, this wasn't going to be a, big, a good fit, but. Years later, I officiated their wedding because I was because that's true. I, I I helped them through it. I helped them find something that was more their speed and more what they wanted to do. And they appreciate they were so appreciative that we became friends and they officiated their the, their wedding. When they let them go, yeah, they were pissed. They didn't agree. They you know that's that's bullshit. But eventually, I mean. Eventually, it was proven that, yeah, they were right. And, yeah, it wasn't a good fit. And their life got better for it. 
I'm not telling you to fire your people for the record, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, so one of my old bosses used to tell me that uh, he won't fire anybody. They'll fire themselves. And I have, I have kind of kept that as a, a staple point in most of the stuff that I've done, whether it's coaching or it's managing people. Cause the sure. truth is, the truth is, you know, a coach isn't going to bench you. You're going to bench yourself and somebody's sure. not going to fire you. You're going to fire yourself and because you're going to do something that gets you to that point. And the part that I'm, I, like I said, that where I've had a hard time with it is because every opportunity that I've gotten to lead people or manage people or coach people has always been successful. I mean, we, I never had one losing season coaching baseball. And when I, you know, became, you know, uh, the manager at the depot, we were, we were successful. We were still one of the top, we were the top, one of the top depot oil depots within the company, you know, that we never lost that status. So when I move into something like this, that's the same way that I look at it. And that's how I expect for, like, that's what I expect from people because I had, that's what I have as expectations. This is what I want. This is what I want. Yourself, Dan. Yeah. Maybe that too. That's that's I mean that's plain and simple. I mean you're you're letting you're letting the people around you um determine your effectiveness as a manager. And that's not okay. Entire, we're we're done. That's we're not done entirely true. No, we're not done with it. No, you wanted to bring this shit up. Let's do it. Um I think what we need to do is actually have a good a real conversation about like outside influences. Yeah. I think it's because a great it idea. sounds like it sounds like we could probably benefit from it. Both of us. And and honestly, probably our listeners could could benefit from Maybe. having a conversation. And um I, I I would like to say uh Jetski, thank you for supporting us if you're still if, if you're still watching. Um I think he still is. but um I, I hope so and I can't wait to get him back on. Um but I think that'd be a great conversation. I do. Um, outside of it, because I mean, and you know, you know what that conversation is going to lead to, right? Me bitching about social media again. Um, but <laughs> there's nothing wrong with that. There's no, nothing there's, wrong with that. None. I think um, we both have a love hate relationship with social media. I do. I absolutely 100% do. I believe social media could be a, a, an absolute boon to social, you know, to, 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 to society. Um, but I also feel like that it's abused, just like everything else that human beings create. It gets it, it gets um, corrupted. I mean, and it's it, it's a pretty harsh word to use, but I feel like it is it, it does. I mean, it, it's harsh, but it's appropriate. I think. Um, Listen, I feel the like people, it gets the people, and... the people that make the money will always find a way to corrupt something to make sure that they keep money in their pocket. This is true. That's not necessarily a good thing, though. No. So. No. But we are not about to go down an Alex Jones conspiracy no. theory. Oh, God, We're no. not doing Please, that. No. Don't, don't, oh, God, no. Um, so. Oh, let's uh, let's lighten it up a little bit. This is, this, is, uh, this is a good time to start wrapping up. Um, I would like to point out. Oh. The frogs. Okay. Um, huh? The frogs. Ribbit. The frogs. Ribbit. 
what you have frogs out um what frog which let was let's which let's be honest tcu was it tcu that was in what no um i don't know what the frogs means oh i don't listen to alex jones i don't oh. i don't even know what <laughs> i know i know what they're talking about i hope so because i don't uh, <laughs> but no um, I got to ask, um, oh, well, first I wanted to point out, because I know how big of a hockey fan you are, and I've gotten into hockey a little bit more. How about that Kraken, huh? Dude, what did I tell you last year? You know, I told you. you I did. told you that they were going to be a good team. <laughs> I told you that they were going to be a good team. No expansion you, team other than the Knights, because they got yeah, very lucky. Yeah, but they lucky. paid for their team. They paid for that team. They got very lucky that they were successful. They're not really – I mean, they're reeling right now. But um, I told you the Kraken were going to be good. You did. You did. And they are I good. I told you the Kraken were good. Uh, I think the last I saw it, they were second in the Pacific League. Um, they're going to make playoffs. Uh, oh, yeah. No, and, and what, I mean, like I said, I, I mean, I've kind of just started getting into, the, into professional hockey. So how many teams go into the playoffs? I cannot even remember right now because I believe – I think they ended up doing an expansion of the playoffs. I think they added an additional team. Yeah, I got to look at it. Now now that just completely ruined this conversation. Thanks for that. I'm sorry. Well, (laughs) dude, my my mind is like fucking drained right now, so I can't even think of – I can't even think – I couldn't even tell you right now where the caps are, even though I just looked at it yesterday. Are we getting on tomorrow night? No, I'm not. I might. I won't be. No, I'm taking. I'm taking tomorrow off. I need. I need to spend some time with the family. I need to see my babies. I might. I, I might. Some, I need to see my babies. Um, I don't know. Maybe. It oh depends. yeah. No, it, I don't know. Yeah, but the babies is gonna be down. Just, I don't know, man. <laughs> I don't. I listen. So I don't fly in until. Um, it's an hour flight, so I won't even get in and back on the road probably until like five. And then I got to do that drive in traffic, which is probably an hour and a half, two hours. I might, I might barely make it in time for bedtime. Oof, I'm sorry, dude. And that's, yeah. So maybe, I don't know. I fly in at like like 1230. So. What? You're an ass. Well, I mean, you oh, have yeah, you, you been playing? playing um, have you been playing? Uh, <laughs> um... <laughs> oh, yeah, no, I'm gonna Google it as soon as we oh, get no. off this podcast. <laughs> I'm gonna look it up right now. Do not, Alex do not give that man any free, any frogs. free advertising, okay? Uh, uh, turning the oh, so basically, you're saying that the oh my god, this is fucking dumb. He said the water is turning the, the frogs gay. What? <laughs> anyway, is that what you guys so, are talking about? Somebody respond to me to that question, yes. please. Is that yes. what you guys are talking about? It's not, because, I guarantee, I promise you that's what we're talking about. This, he also went on a tire. <laughs> he also went on a tire. <laughs> he also no, went on a tire. I'm glad, about, Goose. Um, I'm glad you brought it up because that that's that's 
that's exactly how we wanted to start ending our our episodes is on a, on a lighter note. That's awesome. He went on a tirade about geese at one point, and I don't know all kinds of fucking things. Have you oh, been God. playing Doom in Sky lately? Um, not uh, not recently. Obviously, I actually didn't download it onto my uh, onto my laptop. And actually, I've been reading on this trip. Um, I have barely touched my laptop. I brought it thinking that like, oh, I was going to spend some time. See, me do too. Some things. I've done it. I knew that. Well, was I also, happen, but I, knew- I feel like I feel like I, I'm pretty sure I need to start a new profile on Xbox just for traveling. No, yeah, because really. yeah, no, my wife plays. Why don't you Xbox. just get? Why don't you just do Steam then? Because I have. You know, you can. You know, you can use the game. You know, you can use the Game Pass app and play remotely on your laptop. Yeah, but I'm. It's on my. It's still my profile, which kicks her off if she's playing. Hmm. You can get some Steam games. But why? I have like a hundred games for the Xbox. Because you're not going to get them if your wife's playing. That's true. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so you've been reading. I've been reading. Yeah, I finished off my, uh, a book by my favorite author, James Rollins. Um, he he's what's a phenomenal what's the writer. Book called? Uh, that's a good question. Um, wow. One of your favorite authors, but you don't even remember the fucking book. Kingdom of Bones. Boner? No, no, S, not R. Bones. I mean, what is that about? You have been away from your wife for a week, haven't you? Um, but <laughs> no, uh, great book. Uh, I love his writing. I actually got to meet him once at a uh, at a signing down in uh, Fort Worth, Dallas. Um, but I, I I think I've read almost everything he's ever written. There's uh, one series, there's a three-book series that he did with an author named Rebecca Cantrell called the Blood Gospel series that I haven't I haven't touched yet, and I, I'm, I'm interested. But um, he wrote the book adaptation to uh, that phenomenal movie, Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. Um, <laughs> he wrote the book adaptation to that, which was, I mean... I read. I read a little bit of the Did book. You just call um, that a phenomenal movie. Well, yeah, but it's dark here. You couldn't see me roll my eyes. Um, <laughs> it was the only thing good about that movie was the end, and that was because it was over. Um, and now I just I just started um, the. Fir- I, I'm reading the first book of the the Witcher series. Well, there you go. It's a, and, I mean, I'm not very far into it, but it, I mean, it's good. I like the I like that writing style. I prefer the <laughs> credits. Yeah, yep, yep. that was that was that was Goose's favorite favorite part of that movie, the credits. I prefer. The uh, credits. You know what I watched yesterday in the hotel room? Huh? Gladiator and then Tombstone, and each one of them took about seven and a half hours. Because <laughs> it was on TV adaptation. Yeah, because it was on like Freeform or whatever, so you got commercials every fifteen minutes. But well, surprisingly, see, I watched I watched Forty Seven Ronin today, but I have HBO Max, which I just connect my laptop to the TV here in the room, and I can watch. So it you have long. a smart TV here? No, I connect it using an HDMI cord. Oh, smart! Did you? Know I don't think, Dan. You, we, I can say yeah, enough, say listen, enough about our job listen, that we work in the listen. tech industry. You should know. I don't think. Okay, let me just put it this way: the hotel that I am staying at. 
is famous for we'll leave the light uh, on. ladies of the night. Does it have a number in the in the name? No, it doesn't. But okay. if you are ever interested in extending your stay at a hotel, okay, I got you. Yeah, yeah, I got you. <laughs> that wasn't too too yeah, that was, one. That was, that was, I think everybody got that one dead. <laughs> so, so actually, before I left, I've been hooked on playing golf. Well. Like absolutely, you've been addicted. you've been playing video game golf. Yes, I cannot play golf, so I've been playing. Well, not PGA. with the shoulders you have. No, in the back, hell no. Um, I've been playing two K PGA, and I can't stop playing one. it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm actually looking forward to the Masters to to the new EA game that's coming out, and I hate. I, not, and, I mean, I don't. I don't hate e because it's EA. Um, yeah. I don't hate EA because honestly, I love, I, I do. I enjoy the hockey game. It's a pain in my ass. And, you know, I can see that I can see why you're, you and, and the rest of the guys kind of talk shit about it. It's trash. It's fucking garb. Anyway, I still, I still, I still get enjoyment playing it. All right. Fair enough. But see, you, okay, perfect example. You feel about, EA and hockey or EA in general, like I feel like bowling games. That's because you were a bowler though. And that's why, well, that's why I don't play. That's why I can't play baseball games. See, and I love, I love baseball games. Who do you think? The, the, I, I just got a notification. Who do you think the cover uh, of the next MLB game is going to be? Uh, you got a notification about it? Let me take yeah, a guess. On Monday. No, no, no. On Monday, they're going to announce it. So I don't even know. Um, let me take a guess. I'm I'm saying Julio. I was going to say Julio or Jose Altuve. Yeah. I could see Altuve, but I... Which I fucking hate because I hate the fucking Astros. Yeah, I'm not a fan. I'm not a fan of them either. Are you kidding me? I was so excited about them, them coming to our division because they sucked, and then all of a sudden they come to the come to our division and they're kicking our ass. I mean, we sucked, but but I, mean, <laughs> but I didn't want to yeah. be the bottom team anymore. <laughs> oh shit! I feel like it's gonna be Julio because I feel like Julio did a hell of a job last year. I think it, I think I think it is though. So, but anyway, that's, um, that's my, I, uh, that's my, that's my bet. I mean, you know, the one thing that I can't get over. Yeah. You know, the one thing that I, that's like, I saved the video because it took to me, it was just so powerful was when they told him that um, he was going to start and then they ended up calling his parents and flying them to the game. Julio? I don't think I've seen that. You didn't see that video? I mean, I'm a Mariners fan, and I don't think I saw that. You didn't see that video? No. Last year? Or maybe it was uh, the year I mean, before? It would have to be last year. It was his rookie year. Yeah, it was. he was – he got he got called up – or not called up, but he got like – he was going to make his first start, and he was like crying in the, in the yeah, was manager's office. Yeah, he was like crying no, in the I manager's office. And then they were like – they were like, hey, and he's like, you know what? We called your mom and dad. They're going to be here too. That's awesome. I'll find it. I'll send it to you. 
Yeah, please do. I'd love to watch. Uh, I'd love to see that. Video. You. Um, so, so any games, I'm... any games coming out you're looking forward to? Mm-mm. No. Oh no, I take that back. Uh, Goldeneye is being remastered <gasps> and getting put on Game Pass. Except it's not online multiplayer. Not but I'm still going to play the no. shit out of it. Oh yeah. I hope they I mean, the, They better have the, the cheats because awesome. I want big head mode. I want big head mode what? and paintball mode. The slappers and stuff like that. Well, paintball. I love paintball. I did. I love the paintball. I want the paintball. Mode. Mode I hated and the big head, head big head mode. Why? It was fucking hilarious. Oh, it was hilarious, but no. Have You're you ever, boring. No, have you ever had somebody stand directly in front of you? Uh, like, did you ever see that? Well, actually, I, you were probably like two when it came out. So, um, you could, if somebody cut in front of you just just at the right angle, you could, you could, your gun would be right against their head. You could keep shooting, and it wouldn't do anything. It would just go through it. It's fucking hilarious, though. I don't know why you're making jokes about about my age. I should fucking call uh, Guinness Book of World Records and let them know that I'm speaking to the oldest fucking workhorse there ever was. Well, I'd be okay with that. What were you, born like 71? You're 10 years off, fucker. 10 years off? So you're born in 60... You're born in 61? 81, fucker. (laughs) Sorry, Mom. Okay. Um, (laughs) Got him. Got Got him. him. Oh, Oh my God. Oh, man. I I like the fact that we do this at the end of the episodes now. Yeah. This is good. And look, we actually have people in the chat room this time. We do. Get off my lawn. Get off my lawn. (laughs) Um. No, this was this was good, man. This is uh, uh, I'm glad we did this while we were out too, because you're right. I mean, I'll probably play tomorrow, uh, tomorrow evening. Um, but but I will have. Oh. I, I didn't even get to tell you what I got to do for my birthday. For your hundred Still younger than you, fucking ancient ass man. Um, <laughs> No, so the wife set me up with a tour at a local distillery down the house, down the street from me, and like Chris and Brian and all of them came down and 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 joined in for that. And yeah, uh, I wish I could have made it because I knew about it too. And you didn't come. I couldn't couldn't afford it. Wow, that's okay. And I thought you loved me, but anyway, so. But I'm, dude. Actually, it was really cool. It was pretty. It was pretty awesome. And are you uh, gonna are you gonna are you gonna say what the distillery is or no? Yeah, it was uh, A Smith Bowman. Um, they're uh, they won like back to back awards for like being like one of the best like uh, uh, bourbons. Like uh, I guess they won the award for like top bourbon or whatever. Um, nice. And uh, if you can ever find them in the store, which they're having issues with get not getting it out, but uh, they're kind of keeping it more local f- because of production issues, but um, like material stuff, like getting materials in and stuff like that. They, they um, if you ever can match. get, yeah. <laughs> if you, no, no, I'm saying like, uh, like, like bottles and things like that. Like they're having a hard oh, time no being shit. able to like, like do because they have different um, varieties of what they have, and they also have a gin and they have a vodka too. Um, Ooh. But if you can ever get your the hands on loves some, vodka. I don't think my wife does. 
Sure, margaritas though. But if you never get your hands on a bottle, it's great. Is it good? It's smooth. Oh man, it's fucking smooth. Would you compare it to like that, that wood, the, the Woodenville that you had over here? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. Good, it might actually good, be a little bit better than it might be a little bit better. I wish I could send you a bottle of that. That that would be awesome. Well, that's why you got to come visit, and Did then we can just me? go. We can just go to the distillery because it's free. So. I do. I want to. I would love to. Let me give me this. Give me this bullshit. I don't have no money. While you're fucking living in your penthouse over here. Living in your penthouse over here with your I'm smart TV. I'm staying at the Holiday Inn Express. Are you? Um, yeah. Do you? Do they have breakfast or is it grab and go? They have breakfast. They have like, uh, like today I got here. I got there right at the end of it and they were nice enough to let me pick over what was left. Um, so they got like eggs and bacon and stuff. Eggs, sausage. Today it was like eggs, sausage links, sausage patties, biscuits, gravy, and then they got you know like cereals and oatmeal. Yeah, and we have uh, stale. And... We have stale ass muffins, and that's it. <laughs> Next time you travel, you're gonna have to do your own booking. <laughs> Will I still get reimbursed for that? Uh. Who pays Even if for I'm it? paying for it, but no, no. If I'm paying, if I set up my own travel, will I get reimbursed for it still? Of course. Okay. Yeah. We can talk about that offline, though. That's... Okay. <laughs> I got a rack. I got a rack of receipts that are getting ready to get turned into. Yeah, we're gonna deny them all. Um... I have a family too, motherfucker. <laughs> I'm kidding, man. I mean, but um, all right. So on the uh, so to to finish this off, I have one question. What are you going to do this weekend after being gone for the week? Is there anything you're specifically looking forward to? Yeah, uh, I think I'm going to take the wife and the kid out for a picnic and. Um, That's awesome. I think we're just going to go out and do stuff. And I owe my, I owe my wife big time. And I got her um, like a spa day uh, last year for her birthday and she hasn't used it yet. So I told her numerous times before I left, set up an appointment, set up an appointment so you can go. I, I said, set up an appointment. Out of that. She still hasn't used that thing? No. Nah. I said, set up your spa appointment. I said, do your spa. I said, take your, take your ass out to dinner. I said, if you have to drop the car off and we got to drop you off or Uber or whatever, take your ass to a dinner, get yourself a big ass fucking drink. And I was like, go get your fucking nails done. Do every, I'm like, you just for a day, like just fucking go out and go do some shit for you. I mean, that's the least you could do considering you were gone for a week. Yeah. Of course. Thank God my wife doesn't listen to this because she, I'm, I, yeah. Um, because uh, uh, I think that's a conversation for another time. It is. It is. No, I would love to be able to do that for my wife. I really would. Um, but like, unlike you, you're done traveling. Um, I'm still traveling. Yep. So. Hopefully for a long, long time. I hope really? they don't ask me to do this again. Really? At least not, not. At least not yet. Like, give me some time to like. At least not. I don't want to come back here. <laughs> I'd like to try somewhere different. 
Yeah, I don't I mean, want to come and back I understand here. This I was mean, boring. I mean, think about it, dude. I'm. I mean, I'm. I'm traveling to different places, so. Like, uh, I, I mean, I have no problem it, saying it. I'm I'm going I'm going California, and then I'm going up to Toronto next week, and then I'm going to Vegas the week after that, which is for a conference. Um, it feels too much like home. Oh, really? Yeah, and that's kind of why I didn't like. That's kind of why I'm di- I didn't like. It doesn't feel like I went anywhere. I feel like I just I took an hour flight, and I'm like, that's not traveling I'm like, no what i'm doing next just... week is traveling this yeah no and no i can understand that um for me uh, like i said my son's eighth birthday is, is this weekend um and we he is having a party at um a trampoline thing kid yeah i don't know trampoline park trampoline i don't know what you call it um, they, About, they weren't a uh, thing. Uh, yeah, yeah. They weren't a yeah. thing when I was a kid. If they were, we didn't have any in Alaska. So, um, <laughs> no, because all the fucking moose would jump on them. You and mo- you're obsessed with the moose, dude. I mean, one of these years, our families are both going to go up to Alaska. I mean, I'm going to drag you, your wife, and, and the kids, and and you know, we'll get goose, we'll get goose and jet ski to come on up. Let's let's just make it a big old party. And we'll go up to Alaska. I'm not sure. I'm not sure if that's the goose that we know. That's fine. It's a good goose. Bet. Let's I mean, go, it's a, let's it's go a good I feel like it's a good bet. <laughs> I, I do. I feel like it's a good bet, especially with comments. But bring the um, frogs. Bring the frogs. Yes. Um, anyway, uh, so apparently, um, yeah, he, he's having a birthday party at um, a trampoline place. And <laughs> I loved it because my wife looked at me and uh, told me that we have a spot on the trampoline for Penny, but because Penny is, is so young, she uh, she needs an adult with her jumping. And I'll give you three guesses who my wife volunteered for that shit. Yes. I would volunteer myself. What are you talking about? I don't... I, trampolines... I'm not going to... It's a whole scare you? For you a little bit, yeah, um, because you're fucking on stills, big bird. Well, I, I yeah, they scare me a little bit. Look, you just but what am I gonna one do? Big one, big jump. I'm not gonna fling my four year old halfway up. Uh, on, half... man. Why not? <laughs> <laughs> oh, god, I'm gonna have to take video of this party and send it to Please. you. Please. Just one oh, time. Man. What's the worst that well, could happen? She's going to land on another trampoline? I don't <laughs> know. Go, ba-ding, ding, ba-ding, ba-ding, ba-ding. She'll probably just All you're going to do is just see her go, look, you're going to go, boom, and then she's going to go, bam. And then she's going to oh, go yeah. down. And just zing. It's going to be like those old cartoons. <laughs> <laughs> one time. That's all I ask. Uh, all right. Well, we're we're approaching we're approaching the 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 mark. To so, be fair, uh, we approached that about like forty five minutes ago. We did. We've been having a good time with this episode, though. We really have. I mean, it, we got a little heavy there for a minute, but the the, the end of this has been kind of nice. So this was kind of more um, of a uh, this was a, a one off type of thing. It was. This is not our was, typical Sunday our Sunday conversation. 
There is something about the Sunday conversation. I feel like it's off because we're in a fucking hotel room and I got it is. Know. And I'm not drinking at all. Like I've got I've got some green tea and they got water. I had a I had a drink tonight at dinner, but just because it's my last night here and I had some banging lobster mac and cheese. So Oh, I'm glad you liked it. I've never I had lobster had some, mac and cheese. I, I, I don't like lobster. What? You don't like lobster? Let me rephrase that. I, I, I like lobster just fine, but I prefer crab, king crab. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> I told you about the sandwich I had for lunch, right? Oh, I know. That's <laughs> oh, I would have I would have done unholy things to that sandwich. <laughs> I'm just saying right now. <laughs> that was a fantastic sandwich. I'm going to write that as a oh, comment. Man. I would do unholy things to the sandwich. Yes. Yeah. I mean, okay. They, yeah, I would. Yeah, no, no, no. Put it, put it down. Put it down. Um, yeah. I think uh, in, in, in true, in true fashion, um, I think this is a good time to wrap things up. So uh, thank you for joining us for another episode of Men in Your Life, Unapologetically Human. Human? Um, I'm Brady. That's dad. Um <laughs> Dad, Dan, Dan, Dad, Dan, Dan. <laughs> and uh, thanks for the people that just that hung out with us today. Yeah, um, that was. I mean, it's you know that's that's commitment there. Either that, or yeah. you need to be committed. One of the two. Um, so I also I put under our Twitch profile that we stream on Sundays, which we do. Um, it does not allow me to change the schedule to do every two weeks, so it comes up as doing it every Sunday. But just oh, for those of you that you know, it's every other sunday but brady will uh be traveling for the next few weeks so i think this is a good time no, we can for do chris it, we can we can do sundays or okay yeah no i mean no. honestly i would love to I have think chris you probably need to take one week you probably need to take a break don't you yeah i kind of do yeah we'll get chris uh my buddy connor or uh, christian wants to come on he's uh hosts his uh, own podcast called uh let's talk life with billy bob um he was doing pretty good with it and then kind of fell off um hasn't recorded anything lately but he's also uh been wrapped up in his new boo so he's you know living life and um smoking meats and barbecue and um he uh but i want to be a part of that episode then no Uh, (laughs) no okay we can wait for that um he wants to come on i know chris wants to come on i you know seth will come on and uh you know and you tried to replace me no (laughs) (laughs) there's no replacing you oh i'm not entirely sure how you meant that Uh, (laughs) well there's no replacing you there's no podcast without you no no podcast without you too pudding shut up so all right Well, I'm done. Dan? I'm done. Brady? All right. I'm done. Normally normally we have... Yeah, normally we do our Again, thank you for joining us, everybody. Honestly, uh, please leave a comment, like, follow, share. you can check us out. Uh, we do post this on, on all the, on all of our, you know, podcast carriers as well. Um, you don't necessarily have to watch the video. Podcast I mean, carriers? I mean, that's kind of what, I mean, Hey, I'm, 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 I'm 400 right? years old. All right. 
three. You're doing great. You're doing okay. great. You're doing great. I'm just gonna drop out now. I'm not. Even, I'm done. All right. <laughs> this has been another episode of Men of Your Life Unapologetically Human, and uh, that's Brady. I'm Dan, and as he was saying, you can find us on all your favorite podcasting platforms. We're on Spotify. We're on Anchor. We're on Apple. We're on Amazon. Uh, we are on Google. Google. Good catch. Mm-hmm. There's. I think there's another one. I, I, there's a lot of shit out there, but we're on pretty much all of them. And uh, mm-hmm. if you would be so kind to leave a like or a subscribe or follow us on Facebook. And for those of you uh, follow us on Facebook, if you ever need to, uh, message us and we can direct you to our dudes and dads support group that we have that's slowly yes, growing over time. It so uh, until next time, Brady, have a safe, have a, yeah, yeah, have a uh, safe trip back, sir. Safe travels to you as well. Of course, you know, give that little one a, a big hug and a kiss from Uncle Brady. Um, and I'm talking about your daughter, not your wife. Um, yeah, I would so. fucking hope so. <laughs> but um, remember, it, it, everybody, please, and we can't stress this enough. It is really, truly okay to be to not be okay. Let's just and not as, stay there. Uh, yep. And as iron sharpens iron, man sharpens man. Have a good one. Have a great one, everybody.